<laughs> Who are you? I'm Brian LaRue. I am the singer and guitarist in Shelter Dogs. I play guitar with the Plains, and I play bass and sing backing vocals with dialogue from a silent film. Rock and roll. And you also have a very cool... Uh, art music space that you're involved in called Pet Rescue. Why don't you talk about that? That is correct. Pet Rescue is a uh, performance and exhibition space. I put on rock shows there once or twice per month, typically. Um, and uh, yeah, we also do video shoots, photo shoots. Um, it's kind of a, an all-purpose uh, DIY space for um, w- whatever. If, if it fits, then we'll do it. Do you, now, do you have anything coming up in the near future that you're particularly excited about? Or uh, We're going to be doing something um, for CMJ on the 24th. Fifth. That's a Saturday, I think. Okay. I, if, if it, it is the Saturday. Right. I think it's the twenty fifth, um, which is kind of under wraps right now. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to announcing. Um, and in mid November, um, I'm going to be doing. We're going to be doing a co presentation with uh, Mama Coco's Funky Kitchen. Oh, cool! I am really stoked to see what Oliver from Mama Coco's brings to the table. Um, but it's always a good time, and I'm really happy to be um, to be affiliated with them now. Great. And is there anything uh, that you have kind of on the docket with any of your bands that you're uh, the pl- like to speak on? Yeah, let me think about this. Um, the Plains have a couple of gigs coming up, but I'm going to have to check my. Uh, my calendar. Um, the, the, sure. the last couple of weeks have just been totally off the <laughs> well, chain. Well, you so. know, we can always throw it up online too. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, what do you have for us today, man? We're, we're excited to get into your uh, your old school production here. Yeah. As I was telling you, uh, sort of bemoaning uh, to, to you guys earlier, I was really hoping to uh, to get a handle on some music that I had made before I had my game down. Um, <laughs> my, uh, I still don't have my game down. Yeah, the work. <laughs> so I'd be interested to hear that. <laughs> the work, the, the stuff that I did, I was, uh, you know, I started, I started my first like punk band when I was 14 um, and never had, you know, uh, I, I never, we never recorded any of that stuff uh, when I was in high school. Um, none of us had parents with money, so uh, <laughs> and uh, we uh, we didn't have like a, a friend who had a good audio setup or anything like that. Uh, we were really kind of uh, in certain ways um, in the wilderness. Uh, we were a punk band where there were not a lot of punk bands at all, and um, so that stuff is all uh, it's unfortunately lost to the winds. Um, and I was really really hoping to uh, to find the one track by. The ska band that I was in when I was 17, 18 years old. Um, and, but uh, the hustle, I, I, really, I was really hustling for it this afternoon and just couldn't track it down. I had thrown away the, the comps uh, mm-hmm. that, we, that that song appeared on a long time ago. So in lieu of all of that, um, I, brought, uh, I brought an EP by this band that I was in called The Blowout with an exclamation point at the end. Um, and uh, this was, at the time... I my my idea was this is this was going to be the last like straight up punk band that I was in. Um, I started the band when I was eighteen, right before my sophomore year of college, and we split up about a year and a half after that. So you made the decision at eighteen, like I'm burnt on punk rock. I'm not going to do punk rock anymore. Well, you know who it is when you're like eight, 17, 18 years old, and you think that adulthood is going to take a, a certain form. Sure. So um, <laughs> I, you know, I, at the time, I thought I want to just I want to try this one more time, try just to to to, have, to put together like one more like straight up like punk band because 
soon the impulse to rock like this is going to be gone and i want to like you know i want to document it while i while i can which is dumb you know but you don't realize that when you're uh, when you're 18 and so that was like no, that, that gave me a good incentive to um to write the songs really quickly uh scrape a band together and um play some shows and uh and record some tracks now to you in we'll say this 2000 2001 mm-hmm. what did punk mean at that point to you when you say you were in a punk band you know what what were the bands that you were looking to? What were you listening to? What was what was uh, inspiring or influencing uh, the blowout? Um, I think well, one of the most obvious things about the blowout with the logo and the name of the band and the exclamation point. Um, we were <laughs> I was really looking to look out records, and I was ripping yeah. off that stuff way more than yeah. I had. Uh, than I had thought of at the time, you know, I was thinking that what I was do- what I was doing was like very influenced by like, uh, you know, say the Descendants, but uh, I was way more indebted to uh, the Queers and Screeching Weasel and other like uh, '90s uh, blowout uh, uh, lookout. See what I just did there? Uh, lookout <laughs> Records, like pop punk bands. Um, and during the course, while I was uh, while I was in the blowout, my the, it's funny because like I predicted that I was going to end my uh, you know I was somehow going to like end my romance with punk rock. But during that period, my taste became uh, much harder, and I got into I got way more into like um, Black Flag than I had ever been, and I got way more into like a lot of Discord uh, stuff, a lot of Discord record stuff, um, Minor Threat for sure. Um, and as the as the blowout progressed, we became like less pop punk and more melodic hardcore. So that's kind of the irony of uh, of that whole situation. Cool. Well, let's get a sample, and then I want to crack open that jewel case and uh, take a look <laughs> at your art there. Uh, what do you got for us first? Uh, first, which we, 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 we decided to track. Okay, uh, this is a song called I Know That You Hate Me, But Please Don't Hate Me So Much Tonight. I know that you hate me, but please don't hate me so much tonight. I may be truly fine, but I have 
I know that you hate me, but please don't hate me so much tonight. That was cool. Uh, that riff in the middle, that, that solo was very Jughead. Very <laughs> Screeching Weasel. I can see that, yeah. yeah. Single note solo like that, cool stuff. Yeah, all through composed. <laughs> see, I was going to say too, I mean, I absolutely heard Descendants in there. I would also say kind of maybe like Ramones by way of the Descendants. Oh, yeah, you know, there's for sure. Very, very sort of like 50s doo-wop updated uh, kind of punk rock. Structure and speed. Yeah, that stuff. I mean, um, that that all, everything that you're referencing was like really important to me, uh, especially in my uh, my late teens. It's like I um, had come around to um, to I had been revisiting a lot of like sort of pre psychedelic rock and roll, like uh, doo wop and uh, Brill Building Pop and like British Invasion stuff. So all this stuff that the Ramones were like pilfering from, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I, I spent like a couple years sort of revisiting that stuff and being like, oh my God, this is amazing music. Um, and I want to lift as much of this stuff as I possibly can. Now, and you feel like this still to some extent informs the stuff that you make now? Because I was going to say, having seen you play in Shelter Dogs and mm-hmm. even do, um, you know, like solo performances, I've seen you play as solo as well. Um, I absolutely see how this how this links to even what you're doing currently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was like uh, this this was probably the first good record that I uh, that I ever made, and it was like the first batch of songs that I wrote where I was like, I, where after I was done writing the songs, they actually sounded the way that I had hoped they would when I sat down with you know pen to paper. Um, so. I think, you know, stuff that I did before this hints at, you know, there, there's a, I think there's probably a, a trajectory. I've been doing kind of the same thing since I was like 15. Um, but, um, but yeah, this was like one of the first points where I was really nailing it. Yeah. Well, we've got, Derek has just picked up the, uh, the CD case here. This lovingly handcrafted CD case. Oh, there, that's the best. That was the that was the sound of, of nostalgia. Um, so I'm going to pass this over to him to uh, to describe to you guys as as really no one else has the ability to you do. You want to take the back cover there? Sure, I'll start with the back, start cover. With the back cover. So we're looking at a uh, you know of course a Xeroxed back cover. This is all in black and white. Um, <laughs> now, was this typewritten? Brian? Uh, no, it wasn't typewritten. There was some typewriter font that I had downloaded from somewhere online. Well, it's immaculately reproduced as a, <laughs> as a, as a typewriter substitute. I know, right? Um, where we have the songs listed. Uh, again, in a sort of, uh, I would say in a very descendancy way, we've got, I know that you hate me, but please don't hate me so much tonight. That's, that's a, you know, the song title just it goes right there. The, the album itself <laughs> is called I Don't Want to Talk About It, which is, again, that sort of Beautiful Ramonesy negative statement <laughs> just right out the gate. Um, I will go ahead at this point and hand it off to Derek, who has the treasure trove that are the liner notes oh, uh, of the Blowout's uh, debut EP. Uh, yeah, front cover, the Blowout, big, bold, black, handwritten letters, you know, kind of very lookout records. I don't want to talk about it. You know, it's got a, a, a Ramones via lookout kind of thing going. Aesthetics are spot on. <laughs> Uh, clearly hand cut. It's a little like it's a little <laughs> off. The uh, the the left or the right hand side of the gatefold there is a uh, is a bit bigger. <laughs> Tracklist inside. Uh, all lyrics by Tyler Trudeau. Yeah, that's which me. Which is your alter ego? Yeah, pseudonym turned into alter ego, I suppose. Uh, 
title of I Know That You Hate Me by Rex. What does that mean? Um, let me see. Okay, I remember what, how this happened. Um, I know that you hate me, but please don't hate me so much tonight was something that our bass player, my friend Rex Kruger, uh, said to me as he was exiting my dorm room one night. Like, <laughs> 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 it was just like a great sort of like parting statement. And I, I like wrote it down in a scrap of paper. And I was like, I got to turn that into like a, like a sort of put it into a romantic setting and write a three minute pop song about it. Cool. That's a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I really I dig that. Uh, recorded by the by the most excellent Nick Belmore at Belmore Studios, Hamden, Connecticut, in July and August two thousand one. Talk about uh, Belmore Studios in um, Hamden. Oh, it was yeah. Uh, it's this guy's basement. Um, his parents' basement. Uh, Nick Belmore was like this um, this kid who traveled in like punk and hardcore circles uh, around. Um, around New Haven, he had a cheap studio where a lot of our friends' bands uh, recorded, and he was like about our age. Uh, really good at what he did. He had been recording bands since he was like fourteen or fifteen, um, and he had this whole setup. Um, now he um, now he's got a, a studio. He's still recording. He's still doing this. Uh, he's got a studio in um, in like Milford, Connecticut, or something like that. Uh, where I revisited uh, and worked with him again um, about six or seven years after this, and um, yeah, that was it's 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 interesting when you sort of like loop so back around your trajectory. As, like, yeah, as like a bona fide grown up, you're like, oh yeah, you're doing your thing. You've got your you've got your you know your your legit thing now, your own space, and I'm like on this this trip. Like I followed this like this sort of this trajectory of this like lineage to like to this point and uh yeah it's i don't know i can't <laughs> well and then of course at the uh at the bottom here we've got the obligatory mondo thanks to john's mom for letting us practice in her apartment and to nick for making us sound great no thanks to john's downstairs neighbor for calling the new haven cops on us yeah <laughs> yes one yet another shout out to moms <laughs> moms we've got a lot of moms yeah. on, on this show in spirit yeah Sergio's loves moms um, <laughs> so i also want to ask because i've noticed too so we have the 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 blowout is and we have the list of uh you know everybody in their their instrument that they play uh-huh we've got hardcore johnny on yeah. drums yeah got rex krueger on franken bass yep. vocals mm -hmm. got alex larson Fender Stratocaster guitar. Yeah. And then we have Tyler Trudeau. We have your, your pseudonym yeah. on there. Um, now, are any of these, uh, I mean, obviously, Hardcore Johnny <laughs> is not is not your drummer's Christian name. <laughs> but but are, uh, are Rex Kruger or Alex Larson, are there, those their real names? Yes, those are their real Because I would names. love to think that Alex Larson is like, he has some alter ego where he's like part Alex Lifeson. But like part, <laughs> part Lars Fredrickson or something like that. And, he, and like that was the way that he like linked these two together. No. <laughs> <laughs> or like Rex Kruger. I mean, again, Franken bass. You know, like did he play with like a you know a claw hand or something like that? You know, now like he a just red, had red and green striped sweater. You know, it was a Franken bass for all the reasons that you might expect. It was just like a, a cheap bass cobbled together with uh, with spare parts. Uh, it sounded pretty good, I have to say. Cool, cool. But, no, I, yeah, mean, I know, I mean, I know the, name, the name Rex Kruger sounds like a super villain. <laughs> right, but. I know it totally does. Rex well, Lex yeah. <laughs> right. well, I'll tell you what, how about we listen to another song and then we've got one last. 
piece of this gatefold that we can talk about afterwards. Um, you wanted to talk about track five after this. Tell us about You're a Phenomenal Waste of My Time. I don't know what there is to say about it. It's one of those songs that I, I mean, um, with the when I started the blowout, I just took like uh, three days in the middle of like summer break um, where... I wasn't working at CVS. Um, I just I just took like three days off from my summer, summertime job and like, um, you know, wrote twelve songs during that period. And um, so some of them were pretty decent, and others were just kind of like, yeah, others were you know, that like this. There's not really much to it. Okay. <laughs> Having heard more and having heard two of you, the fact that you're working at CVS at this point, that you yeah. wrote 12 songs in you know a, a very short period, I have to ask, were there any pharmaceuticals that went into the making of this record? <laughs> None. No. <laughs> that was, uh, those, were the, that, those were the days before I uh, imbibed anything. I was like, as, you know, as a straight edge kid in those days. Just rock and roll was your anti-drug. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's talk about. So, we we wanted to talk a little bit about the, the, this last piece of the uh, the the insert here. We've got a pretty nice live photo. Now, do you know where that was taken? Does that banner give you any idea? Maybe West, West Southern Connecticut. Yeah, no, Southern Connecticut State University Student Center. Okay. Yeah, that was. Tell us about that show. Um, it was our it was our our first show, and um, I don't really recall too much about it. I think um, our drummer set it up. And we may or may not have been the only band that played. It was like four in the afternoon. Um, so, um, yeah, we got a couple of photos out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see, you know, you guys are shredding. You got your telly there. Mm -hmm. uh, I see a Strat. I see a couple of uh, Fender, uh, the Franken bass, a Pearl kit. Uh, Fender 1x10, 1x12 on a chair. Sure. And a, uh, and a PV, a PV Bandit or something like that, uh, propped up on a chair with a piece of tape. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that was before we had good amps. You know, yeah. we were just I, I had this we, we had we had crappy little cheap amps, and we really didn't know any better. And uh, and then one, last but not least on the back here, you've got uh, lo what looks like a house number that I won't read on the air here. Yep. Uh, blowout the blowout the band at hotmail.com. Of course, hotmail. And <laughs> the blowout online. Uh, HTTP colon slash slash members dot tripod dot com slash the blowout tripod yes <laughs> tripod bros <laughs> <laughs> now have you have you checked recently to see if it's still there I'm almost positive that I took down that website in oh, so like you, 2005 so you or would have taken like it down that. yourself yeah Do you know they have all this internet archiving stuff now where you can like oh, yeah. go back through the times you know like and actually try and find the stuff like the GeoCities archives yeah mm -hmm. it's it's terrific <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and of course of course what would it be again you know without a thanks to you too at the very end very bottom corner thanks yeah. to you thanks to you for buying He's the CD so grateful yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah what, what happened to us man now we go out and, and shout at people now we go out and shout at people now we don't have anything to write on right so right. <laughs> how can we express our gratitude if we don't have anything to write that's on? Very, yeah that's very true very true well um do you want to talk about this one last song we've got a uh, love we're fucked yeah I think it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's put on love. This is just fun. another one of those songs that I wrote. <laughs> love, love, comma, we're fucked. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm definitely not too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. You, I will say, having heard uh, three of these six cuts, you guys definitely had an ear for hooks and for really cool vocal melodies. I feel like each one, like something about it has gotten stuck in my head. You know, I heard like definitely listen to Bad Religion, Descendant, <laughs> Screeching Weasel, but totally your own. I don't know, man. I dig the blowout. Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, Brian was saying, you know, uh, you know, before we started actually rolling the tape on this thing that he did too, right? You said, I mean, this is something you still stand behind. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, I don't know, the the, the process, uh, this was probably like one of the first times that I, I did, you know, the way that I wrote the songs was I started with like a list of titles, you know, it was like I wanted, you know, I wanted, I wanted to write a song called, I know they hate me, but please don't hate me so much tonight. You know, I wanted to write a song called Love We're Fucked. And um, it's like, I realized that like, if you figure out, if you have a good phrase and then you figure out how to sing it, then you're like halfway to having a song. And I didn't really like wrap my mind around that at the time, but that's what I was doing. And I know that, like, I know that very well right now. Like, I still believe that, like, if I have a, you know, if you have a good, um, a good phrase and you figure out how to sing it, then you're on your way to having like a solid pop song. Do you know what in 
Things to be different. I just want things to be different. 